Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, October 9, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we notice, the obvious is, we've had our rip your face off rally from the lows starting on Friday, continuing today. And here's the interesting part, which is the news over the weekend with the Israeli war and all that stuff. Guess what? The market really wasn't necessarily buying the we're going to collapse story. Most likely, a lot of people over the weekend thought the market would open up down and continue down. It opened up down and ultimately bounced back, and we had follow-through. This is part of the rip-your-face-off rally. Test the underside of the neckline of the head-and-shoulders pattern. It's coming up to a chart near you, generally speaking, this week. There's no guarantees they get there, but you can see the writing on the wall. We talked about all this stuff. We talk about it ad nauseum in the live room. We talked about it in these videos. They're going to run a test of the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern. Now, what's the next thing after that occurs? They either get rejected there and begin the next leg down, or they're going to get back above. They're going to close above. And guess what that's going to do? That's going to open the door for another leg of the squeeze operation. Why is that? Because there's a lot of traders that were short because price is below that neckline. They're looking at the target. They're thinking it's a bounce. They don't necessarily know all the rules. The rules of the road are the official head and shoulders pattern, if you will, from the textbook stuff is off the table if it fails. How does it fail? By closing back above the neckline. That's it. What creates a squeeze operation? Short covering, buying begets buying, Johnny come lately's hop on, and it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy driving price higher. What's some other stuff around the horn? Well, item number one is the bond market was closed today. Historically speaking, when the bond market is closed, you see a lot of up days in the equity market. Now, that could have easily been canceled out with the Israel-Gaza situation, but it wasn't. We had an up day. We're not blaming it on the bond market. We're not assigning it to the bond market. We're just saying the bond market was closed. Another thing we talk about in the live room, we talk about it in these videos, they couldn't go lower. They kept coming up short of the 200-period moving average. They weren't able to get pushed down. They started making slightly higher lows. In here, between the 3rd, 4th, 5th of October last week, the market had countless opportunities and reasons or excuses to go lower. She didn't do it. One last shakeout operation on Friday around the phony jobs number. She took off. Friday was the squeeze day. Today was follow-through day, setting up for a test and maybe close above, we don't know yet, the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern. What else do we have on the docket this week? A lot of stuff on the docket this week. We have Alphabet Soup, PPI, CPI, ABC, XYZ. We got some economic data points. We have an annual 
tinfoil hat event later this week, actually on the 14th. After this week, these things can promote a trade up into or down into these events and can result in a shift change. You guys reading on the docket? If you haven't signed up for On the Docket yet, please do so. On the docket.mystrategicforecast.com. It's good stuff in here. We got the pregame warm up. We've got thinking pictures. Today we had a chart of natural gas, um, identifying a place to buy it on a pullback rather than chase it. Ultimately, it will pull back, give you an opportunity to get in long. We had a recycled tinfoil hat event, annual solar eclipse coming up at the end of this week. Next section. We have a psych ward section, market psychology section. This will hit some of you right between the eyes each and every day. Sign up for On The Docket. It's a good publication. I'm putting in a lot of work to it, so read it. Let's just wrap up this section on the daily chart, and I want to go over to the weekly in a moment because it has a totally different look. It's very interesting. Is there a guarantee that they will A, get rejected, or B, get above, or C, even get to the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern? And the answer is, there's no guarantee for any of those things. We just take our cues from the market. If we see her get above and close a day above, you can expect coming to a chart near you, a secondary squeeze operation. Doesn't have to be right away. There's a couple of fake outs in there, of course. But generally speaking, you're going to have a lot of shorts that are going to be forced to cover if they start to push above that neckline. Here's a picture of the weekly chart. We have a little bit of a tail candle last week. We are above a convergence of moving averages. So they didn't hit the 200-day on the daily chart, and they didn't hit the 100-day, which is right above the 50-period moving average on the weekly chart. So they're playing games with the moving averages. Their averages, they do this kind of thing. We also had somewhat of an on-time type of situation from a weekly chart perspective. We also had that other thing we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, which is the rubber band situation. The more the market begins to get stretched to the downside, the more prone it is to break. It's going to either break or it's going to snap back. We're seeing the snapback squeeze operation at present. When you look over at the monthly chart, you can't trade off a monthly chart, but you get information from a monthly chart. We have a high and we have a lower high. Now, a monthly chart, these take a long time to play out. There's big price span in between certain areas, but nonetheless, this is still what we have. And that has nothing to do whether the market can bounce up or not over the next several days or even couple of weeks. Look at the monthly chart and you have a big time breakdown candle from September. So they can climb some of this candle and still be in a bearish position having made a lower high and come down later. But when you're looking at a weekly chart versus a daily chart versus a monthly chart, they're different. You can't trade off all those charts. In fact, can't even trade off a monthly chart in my opinion unless you're doing long-term positional type trading or investing. What about inside the numbers? What was going on in there today? Did anybody make money inside the numbers? And frankly, the morning session was rather slow from a where's the trade perspective. However, you'll see as the notes go on that we had the thing, we knew the numbers, 
There was a short in there at some point earlier today, and we'll take a look at where that was and what happened. We're talking about Friday's squeeze. This morning, I was zeroed in on this area that was really the most recent breakout area in the sequence. We'll call it 426, a spike below 426, 425.80 coming from underneath. So it was a little 20 cent zone we had in there. We looked at it all last week, and that was going to be a buy area if the market got down there today. They never got down there this morning, but they had a big movement on Friday And I knew that number and it would have been normal garden variety of stuff for them to come back and run a test providing a bona fide trading opportunity. The flip side, staying above 428 and a quarter opens the door for 431, give or take, and some other stuff. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. Let's see what else we have as the day starts to get underway. 9.15, 428.25 is going to be our bogey this morning. Question was, is it a retrace of Friday's move or will they drop them after the open? Before the open, you don't know. You have to be prepared for both sides. One of the main preparations for today was identifying a pivot that keeps the market either bullish or opens the door for the bear case 428.25 was that bogey. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. 428.25 is the place. So below can be the bear case, but I wasn't a buyer until they got lower. There was a trade opportunity on the long side early in the morning, and it sounded like this. Can you buy the low and then they spike it back up in the other direction for a trade? meaning buy a spike of the low. The low of today's low in that case was 427.35. Well, you see what happened. That did work out. And as you move up here in the notes, what you'll see is it's discussed up here around 10 o'clock or a little after 10 o'clock. Here it is. 427.35 is today's low. They can spike it and bounce. However, closing candles below is what opens the door for lower stuff. They can do both. Spike it and bounce and then fall. So we play that trade a lot in the live room. The spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. Not all lows are created equal, but where there's an opportunity, we play that trade many, many times throughout the week. Now we have something else also. Where's resistance on the way up? 429.50, 430.50. It's a zone. And here's what happened. It was basically a gap. Traders in the live room were told you can short the gap as long as you're willing to take the ride up a little higher. There should be overhead resistance in here. They came about halfway home and they pulled back and that was a bona fide trade. Not a tremendous trade, but a trade nonetheless. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Once you get into lunchtime, the afternoon session, you're either already long as they're rising, or you're a spectator waiting for tomorrow. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. After the pullback from the resistance area, when they go up again, that's it. There's no trade in there. It's not a second bite of the apple type of situation. It's a first time, best time. We talk about this in the live room, ad nauseum. First time, best time. 
What did we have for stocks on the move today? We had four opportunities. We had Datadog, Mobileye, Arista Networks, or Arista, whatever it is, and TSEM. We'll take a look at Datadog and Mobileye. The other two were off the board. They didn't do their thing. First, the chart of Datadog. Closing price up here on Friday. Haircut at the open. First number on the board, 89.50. Unfortunately for my process-driven way, they opened below the number and then took off back to the upside. So technically speaking, it's a no trade, but we did have some traders that took the ride anyway. Dater dog. Mobileye, we could have a case. This was the manner in which that didn't look great. They hovered over eight time off the clock above the number, came into it, did reverse and go back in the other direction. The numbers work, but preferably I would have loved to see it come in in the first two or three candles of the day, not necessarily after eating so much time off the clock. Nevertheless, it worked out anyway after the haircut. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? This 169.91 was a number that we had on the board for the live room members last week. There were some traders that bought it. There were some traders that made money on that number in Camp IWM. They're doing the same thing the Spiders are doing, only they're considerably far away. In fact, their target for the head and shoulders pattern is just about down here at 164 and change. They're in a different position than the S&P. They're trading together today. They traded together on Friday, but they're in a different position on the chart. 176.75 is a number of overhead resistance in Camp IWM. Write it down, put it on a sticky note. For now, we'll forget about the neckline. This is your next area of big time overhead resistance. If they get there, say in the next trading session or two, maybe even three on the outside. Just taking a look at the weekly chart again. No magic here. Defense down here. That's what happened last week. You have pivot lows down here. That's all you have. There's not a lot of bona fide things down here other than a few pivots and they're playing defense right now, but it's not bullish. Look where they are relative to all the moving averages. They're below. The trend is your friend until what? You got it until she throws your shit out the window. How about the folks down at the transportation department? They did a flip around today. They were down earlier, was giving the impression of weakness or relative weakness. Turned around, participated in the squeeze operation. Back above 15,000 will be a big deal for team transports. What was today's high? Today's high was 14,982 and change. 15,000 is a bogey. It was a bogey on the way down. It's a bogey on the way up. Taking a look over at the weekly variety, as you can see, different chart. Every chart is independent of one another. We treat each chart independent of other markets and other charts. This one was a pullback into a convergence of moving averages and a bounce. It's a pullback technically in an uptrend on the weekly chart. You have a breakup candle low, that held. 50 period moving average, that held. Pull back into a convergence of moving averages, breakup candle low, how you doing? You take each market at face value. Sometimes I get asked a question, here's a snapshot of the IYT. 
I get asked either in the comment section under these videos, in the live room, or in an email, which is fine. How come you use the IYT or you don't use the IYT, you use the DJT or the actual index itself because the index looks different. The IYT always has a different chart. I trust the index, not a derivative of the index. About the Q people, look where they are relative to the moving averages. Last line of defense moving average is the 50 period. There are stones throw away on the daily chart. If they get back above the 50 period moving average, it just puts them above all the moving averages. Trend is your friend. Take the market at face value. When you look at the weekly, that would also break the chain of riding this 20 period moving average price below riding it in a bearish wedges formation you break above you get above this candle above 371 and guess what back to the bull camp how about the financials how about a little canary ish in the financials what do i mean by that a little canary in the coal mine ish so you could see this chart here's a daily chart and you could see they made a low higher low higher low higher low so it's interesting the look of this chart when you pit it against, for example, the S&P, they were hovering down here. It looks different. They made a low in the XLF and have been climbing. Was that a canary in the coal mine? You can only look back now after the fact, being the Monday morning quarterback and say, yeah, sure. This is why we look at a whole host of things because sometimes you don't realize something in real time and other times you get the benefit of seeing something before and recognizing it later in real time. That's why we teach this stuff. I'm not telling you the after the fact stuff to sound like Johnny after the fact. I'm telling you because I know you need to look out for what to watch for so that you can see it in the next go around. May not come from the XLF, may come from something else but you know what you're looking for. Smash Mouth has been making higher lows all this time, for the most part, not every day. What happens if they bust above the convergence of the 100 and the 50? Back to the bull camp, can they do it? Yes, will they do it? We don't know. We take it one day at a time, one candle at a time. Can this be a big two-day fake-out operation across the markets and they pull the rug out all of a sudden on Tuesday, turn around Tuesday, it's totally possible. It's not what was happening today. We're aware of it, but there's nothing we can do about it in advance. You're not going to guess, assuming they're going to pull the rug out Tuesday, so we're going to buy puts on Monday, and we're going to get paid. That's not how you trade. Guessing isn't a strategy. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.